Welcome to Power Playthrough, a Ranger Review Podcast. We are coming to you live from the Ranger Room in Mammoth King Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. I'm Freddie. And we're back in the studio after a short break where we spent eight hours in a car, probably about 12 hours in a car, probably about 14 hours in a car. <laughs> um, we spent about an hour in a Denny's. Yeah. That smelled like wet cabbage. And uh, I got threatened with a knife by the employee of said Denny's. You got threatened to use a knife properly or else. He put the knife at my neck. (laughs) And he said. Very clearly. Yeah. He said, this is for your burger. I watched it. Yeah. And I determined that that knife belonged to me. Yeah. And it was it was interesting that Alex, who's sitting right next to me, also got a burger. Did not get the rundown. Yeah. He just kind of nonchalantly handed him his knife. But you, I guess you just look like a troublemaker. I, I think that he could see how tired I was sitting in that Denny's. <laughs> he needed you on the ball. Yeah. This is for your burger. Now... Generally, I wouldn't cut a burger. If I come back, you cutting up pancakes with this. We're going to have to escort you out of here. This is not a pancake knife. Pancake knife's completely different. It looks like a butter knife. <laughs> looks like a butter knife with Bob Ross engraved on it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> because pancakes are like a painting now in 2019. Nobody makes regular pancakes. They're all art. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, but he, going. he held, yeah. He was just very specific about what that knife was for, and this knife was for your burger. Yeah. It, and that's it. And also for my neck, maybe. <laughs> it's going to find its way in your fucking neck. If this isn't used just for your burger. If this isn't, if you don't use this as your burger knife, I'm going to use this as my neck cut knife. <laughs> so watch yourself. I should have eaten fries with it. <laughs> Clip. Um. Clip. Um. Welcome to the city of industry. <laughs> were we in city of industry eating? Eating Denny's? I don't know where I we were. Know. We were at the round one. Where was that? That was, that was some in. Mall? Well, round one was in the city of industry. We were just like a street down from it. Not too far down from it. I don't understand how California works. Their cities are very small. Their roads are terrible. Yeah. And... Their parking is very confusing. For a smaller time. Designed for a smaller time in humanity. Luckily, that one spot that we were parked in originally before we went to round one, we fit in, barely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was very sure we were going to lose a rear view mirror mm. in that parking spot. Yeah. But the second parking spot, which was just on the street, I had to pay four human dollars for <laughs> To park on a city street, I had yeah. to pay four human dollars. Yeah, 
They, but they to get a permit. They, they re- did give it back to me in cash, reimbursed. which I gave back to their city for parking at a different place. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's really weird, man. Like, I guess just people were smaller, and I've been told that that was that's legit a thing. I feel like cars were bigger though. Like cars, cars were felt smaller. yeah, cars were bigger. That's what I remember too. I thought like b- we driving around land boats and shit. Yeah, you know, but if you go. Down there to Pasadena, and you look at the fucking spots we're supposed to manage ourselves into. You would think every car is a smart car. Yeah, they don't fit shit. I'll tell you what, though. And these are buildings that have been standing here for a while. I'll tell you something. Huh. If we didn't rent a car, if we didn't ride down in that Toyota Corolla, yeah. and we drove down in Daddy's Fiesta, yeah. we could fit in any parking spot. Because mm-hmm. that car is small. Yeah, it is. It is. But... I don't think for people of our statures and weights, I don't think that my car would have made it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Yeah. You definitely wouldn't have been able to sit in the front. Nope. Alex would have had to. Alex would have been. Yeah. That's that's a fact. Yeah, that's a situation. That's okay. But I got short legs. I sit in the back. I don't mind. Yeah, you sat you sat up front yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Ample leg room. And apparently ample leg room for Alex. Is he? In the back, sitting behind me. Yeah. The tallest boy in the car. Yeah, so the, that's two, the two tallest yeah. were stacked and not a complaint. Yep. Toyota. <laughs> Good work. Toyota so Corolla. Big endorsement. <laughs> it, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. We endorse... Personally. Personally endorse... <laughs> Toyota Corolla. Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. City of Pasadena, though. $4 to park on your shitty street? <laughs> One where the curb was so high, but the street was so crooked that the door on the passenger side couldn't open? Yeah. I don't like, I don't like there being a possibility of me fucking shinning myself just stepping up onto a curb. What the fuck was up with that? Why are know. they that high? I have no idea. Why are some people just parked on the curb? Yeah. I don't know. I complain a lot when I'm in California. I complain a lot when I'm in California. Here are my complaints about California. We didn't eat at that Shabu Shabu place across the street from our hotel. Mm. Have you ever had Shabu Shabu? No. It's just thin, raw meat, and they give you a boiling pot of water to cook your meat in. That sounds cool. That's it. That's all it is. If you would have told me that, I would have campaigned for it. Yes. That we didn't go to that barbecue place that was going out of business that was five Damn minutes it. from our place. That's right. Op- fuck. Opportunity lost. The fact that I didn't take you to Ralph's is one of my California complaints. <laughs> I feel like a bad friend. No, I just didn't want to make any waves. Everyone was tired. Should have made waves because we were going to go to that stupid fucking art show. <laughs> like it was, I thought it was like... I was thinking of it, and I was like, oh, everyone, I'm like looking at Alex, looking at Brynn, they're all passing out, like, you it's don't, fine. You don't worry about that. We could leave them in the car. Well, We've know. got you a fucking sandwich. <laughs> Next time. And well, mayo. I'll be there. I'll be there sometime. Next time we're flying, just 100%. We're taking a cheap-ass flight where we're not allowed to bring anything with us, which will keep us from buying stuff, and just making our way there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
I need to pop my cherry on that. I've never flown. Yeah, you'll be up in the sky where they will bring you one Coca-Cola for 40 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes on Spirit Airlines, you get very lucky because people don't want to fly with them and you get a row all to yourself. Uh, The only terrible thing about Spirit Airlines is that you don't get to choose your seat. Oh. So, like, let's say the same party went and we all bought our flights. Even if I bought all the flights and y'all paid me, when I check in, it will randomly assign us seats, not together. Ooh. We'll be all over that plane. You can make brand new friends. That's acceptable for 40 minutes, though. Uh, on the flight home from Chicago, I had to sit next to a woman who was separated from her sister, and she wanted me to trade seats with her sister. Yeah. Her sister was in a middle seat. I had an aisle seat. Mm. I wasn't trading a middle seat for an aisle seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, grease, grease the palm a little bit. So she sweetened the deal. She said that I could get whatever liquor I wanted on the plane, and she would just pay for it. And I said, "Well, I don't drink, so that doesn't work for me." So she proceeded to talk the entire four-hour flight while she continued to drink. She took uh. eight of their tiny bottles of, of vodka and drank them, telling me the entire time that she doesn't know why she doesn't just divorce her husband. Because she doesn't want to move to Las Vegas. Fuck. (laughs) Because she hates Las Vegas. She had never been there, but she knows she hates it. Oh, okay. While she was sitting in between. intuition on it. She was sitting in between two locals who were kind of like, actually, this place is pretty dope. (laughs) Yeah. You don't. You can get a job making a lot of money. Even if you're as dumb as we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just survive. You survive the summer. You tolerate the summer. And that's it. The rest is just easy living, baby. On summer, you just don't go out. You just don't go out. The rest of the season's beautiful. Yeah. You're going to be amazed. You're going to be. Oh, it's so cold during winter. It's 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Like, it's, it's a beautiful, the rest of the year, beautiful time. The last time I was in Connecticut and it was 40 degrees, I was wearing a jacket. And the guys I was with came out wearing shorts yelling, Summer! (laughs) (laughs) So, that's how we have it. Yeah. You want to talk about Power Rangers Zio? I think I do. Okay. Well, the first episode that we're going to talk about is called The Invasion of the Ranger Snatchers, which aired May 2nd, 1996. Written by Giles Wheeler, directed by Isaac Florentine. And it starts out with a very low-budget Brett Starr movie where... <laughs> yeah, that was his name, Brett Starr. Yeah, where there's two superheroes in very orgasmo-themed outfits. Super orgasmo-themed, yeah. It's uh, weird how Saban has had a... Had an orgasmo Like fetish. tie? Yeah, like has a weird tie to it, but anyway... Brett Star, Biff Star, Biff Star, excuse me, Biff Star uh, jams his finger because one of the suit actors blocks his punch. Yeah, and it's in his contract, much like The Rocks, where he can only get blocked so many times, and uh, Rock having a win to loss ratio in his contract for his movies. Mm. I didn't. Most of these stars do. You didn't see that whole thing on Twitter a couple weeks ago? No, dude. Oh. Uh, they were talking know. about Jason Statham, like, 
Jason for Hobbs and Shaw, the way that it had to look for both of them have toughness clauses in their contracts to where their <laughs> their characters can't look weak in any way. I guess that makes sense, but it, it makes the most sense to me as a wrestling fan in this world yeah, of 50-50 yeah, booking. Yeah, wrestling fan from a wrestling like standpoint it makes a lot of sense. You got to protect your character. Yeah. yeah. And like on Twitter people were like freaking out about it like I can't believe this masculine bullshit blah 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 blah. And I was looking at it as a wrestling fan going, well, yeah, you got to protect the character at all costs. Yeah. The Jason Statham character, I'm sure Jason Statham does a lot of yoga, drinks tea. He's a very warm and welcoming man in real life. But when he's the character his lively, of Jason... Yeah, the, his, livelihood, his livelihood is like keeping up this persona in these films. Because Jason Statham just plays Jason Statham. Yeah. It's much like in wrestling where in wrestling, you know, it's like... You don't have the luxury of just switching, like changing gimmicks on the fly, unless you're Owen Travers. You know, you don't you don't have that luxury to just, oh, this character has eaten a lot of losses. Let me just switch it up and go to something else real quick. No, that takes time. You know, it yeah. takes effort. So, to protect your character and make sure you're still viable and make sure you still sell tickets and you still put butts in seats, you gotta be. You know, you gotta have something for you. You gotta be believable. You know? Yeah. It's Jason Statham. He's Jason Statham. That's what he plays in the movies. He's got to have that, or else it's just Dwayne Johnson. Same thing. Yeah, both those. Yeah, exactly. Both those guys play themselves in the films. Like they or they both they they both have one character. Yeah. Yeah. And and it makes and it would it makes sense to me. I don't think it's toxic masculinity or anything like that. It's it's. Uh, if you if you haven't had a background of being a wrestling fan yeah. most of your life, that is going to look like that. It's 100%. going to yeah, it's going to look really uh, insecure and stuff like that. And trust me, there is it a is. lot of insecurity that's like that that can like um, that can stem from that, and you you can develop real shitty personalities from that. Oh. But it is a that it from a business standpoint, it is sound like to to want to just protect that character and make sure it's still. Marketable, you know. If you put The Rock in an action movie where he is beat up, like a, if The Rock took the amount of beatings that Bruce Willis takes in Die Hard, yeah, you would, in The Rock, it becomes mind, a different in character. People's mind, yeah, you're hurting the sellability of the infallible action star of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, like that's just kind of how it is. Like John Cena currently in movies is at the point in his career where he is willing to take the losses and be in the, be the goofball just like the rock with the tooth fairy yeah and things like that but there will be a point where john cena has a toughness clause in his contract yeah and he can only take x amount of punches in a movie and look this beaten up yeah you know i i, uh, I think you nailed it with from um coming from a wrestling fan background it makes the most sense to me yeah it just makes sense to me. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing. Um, like I said, there's not. I don't. I don't think it's toxic masculinity by any means. I think those two. Those two dudes are very like self assured and stuff like that. And, like look at the fucking wrong. And like listen, listen to him when he talks about and stuff like that. He's, he's a good dude. You know, he's not. He's not like. <laughs> he's not. Uh, what's what's the term? He's not um, buying into his own gimmick. You know what I mean? No, it's just the character and his 
is sellability in movies. Yeah. But Biff, he got blocked when he should his punch should have gone through. Yeah. So he's invoking his toughness clause in his contract. But his co-star, who is uh, Moon Boy. Yeah, Moon, he, Moon Child. He um, is Moon Boy, but he looks like he looks like Squeak from basketball. He looks like long haired Squeak. Hit the mic. We keep, I don't, these weird fucking parallels. Yeah, he does kind of look like Squeak. I heard your sister's going out with Squeak. You know, like, he does. He actually does look a lot like Squeak. Yeah. We got an orgasmo-like costume. We got a dude that looks like Squeak. Squeak. Yeah, he looks like a little, yeah. He's got a bit of that going on. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got Squeak stature. Little guy. Yeah. And the director is kind of doing the director trope thing, but he's got like a, like they, they got up to the head and they're like, let's just put a safari hat on him. Yeah, well, he's a director. He's eccentric, you know. I guess so. I guess so. But anyway, and he's on. He's in the. He's in the wilds of Angel Grove. So, <laughs> uh, he's heard a lot of stories here. This is a great place to shoot, but a I, lot of shit pops off. I don't think it's a great place to shoot, but well, you know, no, geographically. There's a, it's it's a fucking anomaly. Yeah. There's a lot of. There, I'm you, sure there's. You a can lot go to Angel Grove and you can shoot. You can have five different distinct locales because because there's a fucking forest. There's a fucking beach. There's a volcanic region. Quarry. You know, there's a quarry. You know you have <laughs> very distinct locations. So it's very it's very set up to shoot stuff there. I'm sure the tax credit to shoot in Angel Grove is so. I'm sure, like the reason that Ernie's works, is because. Businesses don't want to come to Angel Grove, and he basically runs Ernie's and Ernie's Outdoor for free because of the tax credit that he gets. You're cracking it. Who cares about the loss? You're finally okay. I'm there. I know the. I know where it is. You're getting to it now. That makes a lot of fucking sense to think of the. Yeah, they must. They must be like welcoming businesses to come here and like fucking uh, set up shop and all that. Yeah, you want to shoot something here? Please come on in. Come on in, please. You know. Maybe they'll have to sign something about like monster attacks, but like, yeah, come on in. We would we welcome it. We, but Biff is talking to wardrobe. Um, as he's talking to wardrobe in the back, we see that three of our rangers are extras. Yeah, we see them dressed up in flowy space garb. I guess yeah, it's like a Rocky's Roman... still wearing a wife beater and puka shells, but you know, who <laughs> and he's got cares? goggles too. He's got yeah. goggles around. He's got like woodshop goggles around his neck, and this is never explained. Yeah. I guess it's a spaceman stuff. I guess. But Rocky's so upset that he is an extra and not a star. God, he's such a dumb boy. He's such a dumb boy. They're all he's there with Kat and uh Tanya and he's like, I could be a movie star, you know, like it, I'm just as big of an action star as Biff Star. And yeah. they're smiling at each other and kind of giggling like, brother. Yeah. You're a superhero. <laughs> yeah, you're like like you're you're an actual you're you're actually what what they're doing here, Rocky, you do for real. They like, might be giants wrote a song about you called Triangle Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> well done. Um Bulk <laughs> acting as security for the for the shoot. Yeah. Bulk and Skull are there with Stone. Getting uh, into that crafty. Yeah, Stone's like, all right, you know, keep tight watch on this. I'll I'll check in with you boys later. 
they walk around. Yeah, they see the craft services. <laughs> and, the, and they just, like, Bulk just points at it. That for free? <laughs> and then, Skull says it. And then Bulk oh, yeah. looks at it and goes, oh, shit. It pans over Big Buffett that they walk over. And then we uh, then jump over to uh, Sprocket. Sprocket. Ooh, I don't know his name anymore. I just want to call him, uh, I want to call him Kocha. But it's like Clank. Yeah, like that. yeah, something like that. Yeah, the butler. So, so it cuts to them, and they are getting ready to start Sprocket's movie career. Yeah, Sprocket, Sprocket's got the inspiration. He sees the monster costume and goes, no, I want those fucking monsters. Yeah, they got some cool-looking costumes. We're doing a movie called Invasion of the Ranger Snatchers. They're like, how are you going to get the Rangers? And he's like, well, I got this uh, I got this movie theater bird. It's this camera bird? Yeah, I have this IMAX bird. He's going to suck them up. Yeah. And the bird? You in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Rocky <laughs> is discovered. Rocky is discovered to be the sidekick because the... Because Squeak walked away, and he's <laughs> yeah. pretty excited. He's like, I've been discovered. Yeah, I'm dumb. And they're like, yeah, you've been discovered, man. Go. Do your thing. At, ju- at the juice bar, Billy is running down a like a workout routine for Adam and Tommy. And they're like, you sure about this? He's like, I already f- I fucking did it all, man. Just it looks real low intensity. Just follow, you know, follow my directions. It's going to be like the best fucking workout. And it's basically an excuse to see some flippy shit from the boys. Yeah. Adam does this real sick b- body scissors takedown at the end of it. Yeah, he beats him up. And then they're like, how do we do, Billy? And Billy, Billy God. flexes on them so hard. And he shows you off. You just hear his sleeve coughing for its dear life because it is choking on bicep. Yeah, dude, he moves so hard once all of the skiers on the double black diamond shoulders <laughs> that he's got fall off because of the earthquake. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Like, calm the fuck down, Billy. <laughs> Holy shit. He flexes on him real hard and he goes, it was okay. Yeah, why, don't you look, why don't you look at these shoulders that can I tell you what God, next this... week's weather looks yeah. like. <laughs> oh, my God. You should you should see this poor fucking sleeve, and what that bicep does to it, dude. Billy's shirt calls him the meteorologist. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! It's so funny how just Billy's all man. So Sprocket is in the director's chair, and he says, "Go get me them suits." So he sends a bunch of cogs to the set where Bulk and Skull have just finished eating all of Crafty. Yeah, and, like, this is a really cool, like, shot, because, so they, the uh, cogs appear behind them, but as Bulk and Skull are finishing up, like, Bulk has a banana, and Skull just finished his banana, and they throw the peels behind them, and the peels come down just as the cogs come in, like, they, the effect of them coming through the space cog wheel thing. Yeah. And they they land and they catch the banana peels all like all within frame and it was pretty cool, but th- most of the cogs walk off, but two of them get grabbed by an assistant. It's like, oh, you guys look great. Come on, we need to get you to the set. The shots coming up. Come on, come on, come on. The director sees them. He brings them up to Rocky, and Rocky's like, "There's something I should tell you." He's like, "No, shut up. You know, I don't have time to tell you about your motivation, Rocky. Just go in there, be moon say your boy, line, yeah. and walk out of the scene. Yeah. Biff will take care of it." And uh, Biff get Biff punches Cogs in the chest, and it hurts his hands. And then they lift him up, and they're gonna punch him. And Moon Boy Rocky 
throws him off to the side. Yeah, and we get a, like, this is, um, this was just super fucking neat. Yeah. When Rocky calls the gals to join him to take care of this shit, they all run in a, they run in a line, and then you just hear the, like, the Zio, the, the Zio kind of like, um, the, the chorus. The yeah. Zio. Like a real, like, it's, it's like a shine. It's like, come, it comes on like a fucking glare. Like, the voices come on like a glare, and then they transform mid-run. It looks cool as shit. Yeah. Really neat. Really, really neat. And then they are surrounded by cogs. Yeah. Uh, Sprocket is just kind of like, you're going to be at my movie, Rangers. <laughs> Billy's working out so hard on these boys, and then they, they get, get the call. Yeah. Billy goes, Zordon, there's more to this. I'm coming to the command. I'm coming to the power chamber. And then it's morphin' time. Everybody joins. They're fighting hundreds of cogs. It's... Fr- it's- you were, you were thinking this may be from the O-Ranger movie. This is 100% from the O-Ranger movie because uh, in doing the research for our O-Ranger spreadsheet, the bird is only in the movies. Okay, okay. Well, that the, makes sense because this fight is fucking cool. There are, we got a beach setting, and there there's easily like 30, yeah, I would say about 30 fucking suit actors. Well, the... The thing is, is that it's a continuous shot for mm-hmm. this first beginning battle where all of the cogs are running on the rangers, and then we see Big Mama Yellow come through and do some hefty kicks. Yeah, it's... We see Pink Ranger coming through, doing some nice, like, uh... She's doing, like, the, uh... Like, crane dance work. Yeah. Every one of her moves is fluid. Yeah. And then Blue Ranger comes through... And he's like flying on oh, his yeah, he, uh, like tonfas. Sli- yeah, he's sliding and he's cutting the fucking the robot ligaments out from <laughs> under these cogs. Yeah, he's just slicing them up. They all fall to the ground. When he turns, they try to get up, but then their legs just give out because he fucking sliced them up. Um, Tommy does the uh, the Zeo Zeo slash Zeo five slash or whatever, and like the effect is like a star behind him, fire. He slashes, and then this. Like as he poses, like the finishing flourish with the sword, the this like that twirling star comes back and like uh, hits his helmet and glows. Like and it's the cool thing is, is all of those cogs explode into like a red flash. Yeah, it's it's great. But the re- Rangers are abducted and they're put into the green room of <laughs> the Ranger Snatchers. Yeah, you got Scott floor. You got some. You got some Scott tile. It definitely looks like. What they used for a no doubt video, <laughs> like there's a strange couch, there's like a zebra's door, yeah, that says two set. Like this would definitely be shot. You know what? It looks like it could have been used as the set for Black Hole Sun the music <laughs> video. <laughs> okay, I guess. Like there'd be a lot of shit dripping in the music video. A lot of sh- that they yeah, set a lot of shit dripping for sure. This is. It's definitely 90s music video vibes. Yeah. But they're inside, they're in, like, they're on, like you said, they're on this tile. It's, like, on the beach. It's a... It's in a forest, on the beach. It's, it's a, everywhere. Yeah. And they can't get out of it. Uh, Adam tries to punch it, like, he tries to walk through it, and there's a force field. He tries to punch it, no effect. Tommy literally sees Adam do this, like, three times, all, I got it. Punches it once, same fucking effect. No, this and time it sets off this like sound issue, which starts putting them all down on the ground. And then the, 
They're like, Tommy, just punch it again. Yeah, like for it throws as um the butler. Fuck, what's his name? Clank? Ugh. Ratchet. Ratchet? Ratchet. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. Um the butler says, Oh, you threw off the audio track. And because everything is like the sound is being distorted and like the world is warbling around them. So it's like, just punch it again. He punches it and somehow it fucking works, whatever. Yeah. Then kind of like from here on out, we get a little abstract with how we're going to end this, like how we're going to play out the rest of this fucking episode. Tommy shoots at the force field. The blaster bolt ricochets everywhere. Rakakets everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> nearly, nearly hitting uh, one of the Rangers. Um, they're on the screen, which gives a feed, a live feed to Ratchet. He's walking around. He's like, oh, you guys just, you're in the movies now, baby. You just got to wait for your time. Like, you got to wait for your call to set. Yeah. And uh, they kind of just go, okay, we'll hang out. And they look around at stuff. And uh, the Billy and Alpha are like, we can't get through to the Rangers. That force field's blocking. We can't even see them. Anything like that. So... I'm like, okay, well, we'll figure it all out. So the Rangers have decided to just play along. So red and yellow get called to set. And they go in and they get they get wet from the guy that's like a nozzle in He's a wetsuit. He's a no- nozzle horse? Hor- yeah. Um, Tooth nozzle. A coin- yeah. And, <laughs> and then Billy and Alpha get through and they're like, if you follow his script, it'll end with you guys dying. So you guys should just kind of try yeah, and change the like, script. It. This was, this was a little sloppy or a little loose, I would say, because Billy says, "I think I have a solution." Uh, don't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, don't play along, because first they're like, "Well, I guess we can't get out of this. I guess we just wait to see what happens." They call uh, Zio Red or, or Zio Five and Zio Two. Yeah. Red and yellow to set. They go on to set, and it's this weird, wacky, kind of fucking warehouse of loose, like loose props. So let me tell you where I gave this a little more credit than it deserved. Hmm. So when when green, blue, and pink don't listen, and they go to join red and yellow in the movie dimension, red and yellow are just standing watching this TV, and then when the other rangers kind of come up with them, I think that. They're in a different part of the movie where red and yellow are now evil. In that they're watching it, getting on their side, and going to end up turning on the Rangers. That's where I give it too much credit. But somehow, in the meantime, they have defeated Nozzle Nose. And I think he just kind of goes away. Yeah. He, he like, sprays down red and yellow, then he fucks off. The rest join him after they're, like, after Billy's, like, uh... Go go with them. Why are you listening to them? Like you, you that door is unlocked. The, there's a door on the tile that says "set," to yeah. set on it. So he's like, "Just it's not locked. Just go with them." What are you doing? You, there's like Sprocket. Uh, Sprocket wants a bad ending. You guys got to prevent that. That's it. Yeah. So when they go to join them, they see like a, a new screen where a bus is is like. Uh, What's the best way? It's, it's, it's careening down the street, about to go off. It's a cliff. runaway bus. It's yes. a runaway bus. It nearly runs over some chickens. These chickens jump into like this nearby like hole, and they pop up from the, they 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 pop up from this this. Uh, it's a uh, chimney. 
<laughs> yeah, they pop up from this chimney inside the world they're in. So Tommy's like, well, if they can go in that way, we can go out that way. So they hop out, and they do end up in that way. And on also horses. on horses. <laughs> and now they're following the fucking bus. So they chase the bus on they, horses, and they, they hop no on, sweat get into the bus. Yeah, they hop on the bus. They try to get the driver to stop. The driver is a robot man and just starts short-circuiting and blowing up. So they grab the passengers, and they jump out of the side of the bus just as it's going over this gravel pit. And the, all the Japanese people turn into white people. Yeah. They get they disappear. I don't know if they were real or not. No one does. And because they changed Prince Brockett's ending. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, I think we're in the real world. Yeah, I think we got all of our powers back. I think we stopped this, so we're in the real world now. Yeah. Whatever, sure. I, like I said, it's a little, little fast and loose with... Uh, there's a cool concept here, and then it just, you know... Without the without the Japanese context, I it's just it's a uh, yeah it's a hodgepodge. So because of this, Sprocket sends all of the monsters that he stole to face them. But only one is gonna. And they're all made big, and then they combine into yeah. a train monster with a big eye. And we get a Zeo Megazord sequence with a incredibly paid for a fight and an incredible guitar riff. Yeah, the 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 chuggers are chugging, man. The guitar riff is fucking sick in this. It's a good fight. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but every single shot is really cool cuz I also don't know how a gun, a nozzle and a pump can become a train. I think there was a train guy there. I think that he just became the dominant personality. I feel like there was a train guy in among the crew, I feel like there's a train guy among the crew in in horse nozzle, uh, equestrian nozzle. I don't know how to call him. Uh, I swear to God, we see uh, in the train guy is is um, I think where he's at is in the beginning of this episode. He's one of the costumes on the uh, on set, but that's all American footage. Yeah. So I guess they do combine. I don't know. Well, then I'm right with right there with you. I don't know how Pumpkin Wizard, uh, uh, PVC Pipe Man, uh, Horse Nozzle, and there's four of them. None of them are a train. <laughs> and then there's four they of grow. them. None of them are a train. Become train. They grow. Become train. Huge battle. Incredible fight. And train turns train man turns into full train, finds a track that Megazord runs along the side of. It's a suspended track. Yeah, he cuts it, the he, he cuts cu- the bridge part. Yeah, he cuts the support out from under it. It collapses and the train plummets down and and blows up. We're not missing anything. That's uh, what happens. But. Queen Machina and King Mondo are so excited that their son has the movie bug out of his system. He's past his phase. Yeah. (laughs) So back on the movie set, they're getting Rocky ready for one of his big scenes where he's supposed to get slimed by a monster, but they say he doesn't have to do anything. They They found a replacement. His stunt double, Skull. Yeah. Oh, it's just a stunt double. Yeah. And Skull gets slimed, and we all laugh because of Skull, including Bulk. Bulk, Bulk laugh laughs, too. And you know why Bulk's laughing? Because they're all laughing all the way to the bank because they're getting police pay and movie pay. Yeah, you just, yeah. Just picked up a check right there, yeah. baby. 
you got to pay for that gold boy's food. You got to pay for that gold boy and that skullman. <laughs> Everyone's laughing. Yeah, I don't know what the the pet food bill is on a gold Rito. It's pretty high. <laughs> and uh, that ends the episode, and we'll get to the next one right after this. Our next episode, Graduation Blues, which aired May 4th, 1996, written by Mark Litton, directed by Isaac Florentine. Billy has gone to too much school, and due to an <laughs> too error... Too much school. <laughs> because uh, they say in Angel Grove High School, Billy's taken so many credit hours, which is a college term, yeah. <laughs> that he he is done with school. So Kaplan hands him a diploma and says, get the fuck out of my school, kid. <laughs> but he can't go to college because I'm sure they're halfway through the school year. Yeah. So it's <laughs> he's just got to sit at home. It's all right, so I don't know. Okay, so Billy is holding like a chemistry book. Yeah, and he looks so kind of like shocked and a little um, troubled by this news, and he drops the chemistry book. Now this, whatever, right? Yeah, but this is gonna. You'll see. This this is. I a don't. Re- I don't think it. I think it's just. A, it's supposed to be symbolism, but it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> So he drops his chemistry book, and then he doesn't know what to do with his life. Yeah. Uh, At the park, Bulk and Skull are they fighting gotta, with their trash pickers. Because they got to pick up trash from the picnic. Yeah, cool. so, they're, so, they're, so they're like sword fighting with them. Lieutenant Stone telling them to fucking straighten up. I'm gonna be, I'll be back in a bit, clean all this shit up. And when he walks off, who comes out? Our boys. Gold Iron Rito. Yeah. They're picking up trash. Yeah, it's like, you guys are doing this. <laughs> we found a spaceship. Because the spaceship lands in the park, everyone goes up to it, and then it's they open it up, and it's got Sestro from Aquatar. Yeah, <laughs> Aquatar Hunger Force. That means something. Yeah, it does mean something. <laughs> so he steps out, everybody starts freaking out, and I was like, "Why is everybody freaking out?" I forgot that everyone were children mm-hmm. when Aquatar came around. Yeah. So, I mean, you would think they'd still have memories of the times that they were children. Yeah, because it's, yeah, we already delved into this before, where how it's weird that the rangers still remember that they were rangers, and so we figured that it, that has some to do with their ties to Morphing Grid, whereas everyone else forgot that they were previously adults, you know? And now going the other way, maybe it's the same situation. Just I wonder how this time reversal affected Jason, Trini, Zach and Kimberly. I don't know. Well, going by boom, they were in space. So, did you see that cover for Forty Two? Yeah, it was Zed with Omega Red versus Zed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some real fat dick spirit right there. I saw that one, and I I thought myself, I guess I could come right now. <laughs> 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 Look at that. So the equation comes out, and after the initial scream, he says, I need to find a human named Billy. <laughs> and they're like, We only know one Billy. Yeah. So it fades to black. Mondo's like, We need to figure some shit out. Yeah. I can't believe someone landed on Earth without our royal permission. 
fuck that aqua yeah, terrarium. Yeah, our territory. Yeah. And they're like, well, we could do some shit because the rangers are at a party and they're not going to know anything. And the rangers are at a graduation party that they put together in three minutes after yeah. Billy's graduation. Everyone's congratulating him and he's like, I don't know what to do. He's like, I didn't think that I was going to be graduating midway through my junior year of high school. It's kind of crazy that it's their junior year of high school. Did they say that, junior? He says he still has a whole year left after this year. Billy says he has a whole year left. So they are 16 going on 17 right now. They are a very old 17. Uh, Yeah. They're like a 26-year-old 17. Yeah, they are. So into the party walks Skull, who's just smiling and laughing, and he shakes Billy's hand, and he starts hugging him, and then he starts pulling him. He's like, come with me, Billy. Come with me, Billy. Skull, where are we going? Just come with me, Billy. Yeah. Outside, Ernie's outdoor. Yeah. Where Uh, the tax credit (laughs) is incredible. Bulk is by the, like, the the fucking, the, uh, what? Oh, why can't I think of the name of that? The floral entry. The way the lattice work, yeah, yes, and he's saying to um, he points it out and he goes, This is the only Billy we know. And they go, Well, that's the right Billy, yeah, like, oh, that's the Billy, that's Billy Boulder Shoulders, yeah, knows that bro anywhere, yeah. He comes in, he goes, Billy, your knowledge is known far and wide on our planet, and I need your help, yeah. And it's kind of like, Do they have like a little kind of like warm reunion at all? No, not really, because I don't think Sestro thinks that Billy remembers him. But Billy was an adult. But I don't know how time works on Aquatar. No one knows how time works on Aquatar. Like, for them, he could have been gone for years. This could be a new Sestro. Mm. Maybe, hmm. Maybe they're, like, so reserved because they're usually in water, and when they're in water, their notions carry. But maybe he doesn't want to out Billy as a ranger because he doesn't know if he's a Zeo ranger. Oh, that's, you know what? That's it. Because Bulk and Skull are right fucking there. Yeah. Bulk and Skull right there, and he doesn't want to allude to any... Like, hey, Billy, I know you know aliens. Yeah. Even though Billy went, Sestro, what are you doing here? Of course. That's what Sestro's a good good brother. Sestro comes up, and he's acting like he has a general knowledge of Billy, not like he's met him before. Yeah. Just like, hey, Billy, yeah, you're known for being a very smart guy. You need your help. And Bulk and Skull's like, oh, you did it. Yeah. He says, Bulk and Skull, I got it from here. And Bulk slaps Billy on the back very hard. Yeah. (laughs) Remember this. Sestro sees it, and he thinks that this is a... Human custom. Yeah, human thing to do. Back at the ship, Stone comes up and sees Goldar and Rito guarding the ship. And he's like, an alien invasion. Not on my watch. Does the real white guy cop thing where he's definitely going to shoot a minority <laughs> because he thinks that, like, yeah, since he's white, he knows what's best. Yeah, apparently he has that inherent... Panic string that all that all white cops have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking god. Yeah, he's he, he, he's gonna call he's gonna call it in. He's gonna. He, god, I can't. I, you can't say anything about white people. Okay, you're not a full white. Yeah, I know. I'm a full white. I can <laughs> say whatever terrible stuff about white people that I want. At the command center, Sestro. Is giving a rundown of what's happening. Yeah. 
He says that there's something called the hydrocontaminator on his planet that's polluting all the water, so much so that it shut down all of their hydro computers. And uh, it shut down everything so much that he couldn't even teleport here. He had to take a spacecraft to come to Billy. So, but he needs to get this thing fixed, and he needs to get it working on Aquatar, and he has two hours to get it ready. But who's here? Yeah, the hydro contaminator. They can't power anything. Yeah, they don't got. They don't, they can't morph. They don't got their battle borgs. They got jack shit. No weapons. And now this guy's here to destroy Earth's yeah. water supply. Yeah, he follows follows him here. So, the Rangers are contacted. Sestro has to get the prototype off of his ship before the hydro contaminator gets to it. Uh, we have a real like Archie Bunker chase scene. I don't think Archie Bunker. <laughs> we have a real silly <laughs> well, chase yeah, scene. That's pretty funny, though. Just so you know. No, I, I got to figure out Archie, what the chase Archie, scene well, is. Well, I mean, called. Archie Bunker's pretty good, like, if you consider it, like, if you keep playing off the uh, the joke of a white cop, because then, yeah, it's a racist man. It's a racist man uh, looking to kill people that don't look like him. Because <laughs> Archie Bunker's from the what was All in it? the Family. All in the Family, yeah, yeah. So it's not him. No, Archie Bunker was the I, I old racist to, guy that sat on the chair. I keep trying farts. to think of what those like classic chase scenes that are like sped up. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, you got your, like I say, you got the 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 Abbott and Costello shit when like Abbott and Costello meet the mummy and stuff like that. You also have uh, Benny Hill, you know. Which is English, but it's also that's what I'm thinking. Whack, chases. You know, it is. That's Okay, yeah. So, so they're doing. They're in the middle of like a Benny Hill chase scene of Goldar and Rito. Yeah. Around the ship, trying because this white wants to use his gun so much. Different. Yeah, they're definitely dangerous because they don't look like me. And God. while this is happening, though, Cestro and Billy get, get well. Cestro gets to the ship, and he's able to uh, get the his like his container out of it that that apparently holds the prototype. Man, it's so good that Stone didn't see Cestro because he's black <laughs> and alien. Black and alien. Jeez, not a chance. Yeah. It would be one of those things where it's like all he was doing was smiling at me. Yeah, but all twenty-seven of his teeth looked like twenty-seven little white guns. Some fucking hell. Oof. That's some ug. That's some ug. <laughs> God. Yeah. Our, our good brother Sestro uh, par- thankfully avoids uh, Stone. So he opens up his secret treasure chest and there's like this little gray walker thing. There's some, there's some like super soaker uh, tanks in there. There are. There's some super soaker tanks in there. There's like a, there's like a, Boxed copy of Crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a couple things that he thought are really cool from his planet. You wanted to show Billy. There's some stuff. Yeah, yeah. You got some shit in here. Yeah. So sick ass boots. Those wrestling boots. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that shit. <laughs> You'll get caught up in the Crossfire. <laughs> it looked like there was a Zeo Ranger One toy shield in there. Yeah, that's straight up what that is. <laughs> oh, it is. Wow. Yeah. I had that toy, so I know. Holy fuck. Good so, prop work. 
Yeah, as far as he got is this little like it's gray oh thing God. with some like it's a gray thing with with some like antenna on it. Yeah, and Billy's like, "You fucking kidding?" He says, "It will, as they say, require some assembly." Yeah, and then who's behind him? But the hydro contaminator, who we will know from O Ranger as Dorf, uh, Barra Vanish. Barra Vanish. You were gonna say Dora monster. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, or Gorma. Or Gorma. <laughs> yeah. Yokai's the easiest one to like not say. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But because Bara and Barra Dora are very Gorma. close. Yeah. Bara, Dora, and Gorma. So, so he like says Jonathan that he's gonna Amos. contaminate them, <laughs> and then Unamanima. Uh, so the Rangers jump in front. Uh, to stop to stop him from charging Cestro and Billy him from the boy. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> and then we uh, jump to we jump to uh, Mondo's palace. He's like, yeah, let's let this alien do he's, everything for us. Yeah, he's like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but he looks mean. Send down some cogs. Help him out. Yeah. Indeed, so, we send down some cogs to help him out. And they're holding him back while he's trying to get to the water. <laughs> Three cogs do do some pretty good clowning, which is they do <laughs> they do a best friends attack where he puts his arms like one cog in the middle of two others, puts his arms on their shoulders, and then like raises up while while being like it's a very season one Power Rangers attack. It is a very yeah, it is a very season. It's something you would expect. It's, or, you know, a season two, it's something you'd, like, it's a Aisha kind of deal. Well, that's a throw Aisha at it deal. Oh, I get, yeah. I was thinking more like the thing where Jason stood there and Kimberly and Zach planked on Jason Jesus while he spun. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, monsters yelling things like, it's a hoot to pollute, stuff like that. And then after they go to commercial break, he's... Walking Walk. into the lake to destroy yeah, all of the waters of Earth. Yeah, he's stomping. He's stomping onto the shore like a toddler. It's pretty in that clunky ass costume. Tommy's able to get to him and do his like Zeo Ranger Five rider kick. Yeah, to stop him for a second. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like so, I mean, credit where credits due. It looks sick. Yeah, and then Triangle Man, he's doing his thing. <laughs> and... <laughs> 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 I know the triangle, but I'm thinking of Piano Man when he hears him. <laughs> Play a song of the Triangle Man. <laughs> I'm talking about they might be giants. I know, you're thinking that's why Billy I, Joel. I know, but I like I just Piano Man's coming to my head. Like when you say Triangle Man. <laughs> And it's like in, in like player like instead of piano he plays a triangle. All right, all right, I feel that. Yeah, I feel the, that the, a little bit. the instrument Rocky's equipped for. <laughs> triangle man, triangle man, doing whatever yeah. a triangle can. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. Uh, so the battle continues. They're messing these cogs up. One of them gets grabbed by the nipples and thrown into the water. Uh, Blows the uh, fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> That cog gets murdered hard. So once they finish off the cogs and they surround the hydro contaminator. He's like, no, nah, I'll get out of here. I got to get to Japanese footage where I become invisible. Yeah, can't fight you here. Got to fight you in a warehouse. 
You know the rules. Yep. So, Bulk and Skull are called to the scene of the alien ship, which was actually right behind the Power Rangers. So, Bulk and Skull and Lieutenant Stone are all there watching the Power Rangers fight. Some of it, the tail end of it, right? Yeah. Lieutenant Stone tells them about Rito and Goldar, and then they get upset because their slaves are. I like how he described it because he's like, it's it's a gold one and a badly stacked pile of bones. <laughs> so they get upset at their slaves and they're like, you motherfuckers, stay back there. And Rito's like, he's waving at us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, in the warehouse where... The hydro contaminators hanging out. He's so yeah. We he's spouting to, off some okay. bullshit. All right, to give some context here, if you don't listen to the Super Sentai, um, this guy he has like a little kind of he has kind of like a little gold ball in the center of his body that kind of reflects light around him and does like a whole predator shimmer thing. Yeah, makes him invisible. So his whole powers are dependent on being within light. When when light is on him, he's able to bend it around him and become invisible. So when he's in a darkened place like this warehouse, he's fully visible. I know, we just saw him on the beach in broad daylight, fully visible, but that's not how this works. So in the warehouse, in this Japanese footage, as he walks around, he keeps passing in front of the door. And that was our, that was our clue that, oh, that's how he works in the show. So in this, the dialogue they throw in there to kind of cover this is... I'm he's so angry he's fading out of existence. Uh, sure, sure. But besides that, Prince Brockett pulls up. And they do a real good job making use of this footage. Yeah. Sprocket's talking to him, and he's like, hey, man, you should work with us. We'll give you the whole fucking planet if you take out these rangers. Yeah. I'll bring you to all the water you want. There's you a lot of water on this motherfucker. Pollute Cause, it. Because uh, Hydro Contaminator already made like a pretty cool little... He already said something neat, which was all, aren't you, aren't you humans like 80% water? <laughs> Getting real, like, crackhead about it. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers are mostly that, right? I'm going to contaminate you. Stick myself so in there. So sexual. And you're rubbing your chest <laughs> while you're saying it. Well, that's so, how, that's like, he's so all. filthy. He's all that. Like, he's all the, he, this is where he would rub. This is where he'd rub. At this would be the chamber. gold part right here, and this is where he would rub. And he's thinking about the, uh, contaminating them. Ugh. At the power chamber. Get into your waters. Muck it up. Sestro is telling the rangers about his issue in the two hours, and Billy is slamming shit on Granny. He goes, yeah, Sestro, but if we don't get this fucking weapon working, nothing matters. So stop talking to people and doing your weird fucking blinking and, <laughs> and winking thing. Sick of this shit, <laughs> Got to make this goddamn weapon. I don't have school to go to anymore. Yeah, that's a mm, in kayfabe. That's a good reason for him to be frustrated. Like that, academics are Billy's life. Yeah. Now that he's got all this time freed up to him. He must be going insane. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's only been an afternoon, but it's already getting to him. So they send the Rangers to fight hydro contaminate, even without the finished weapon. On top of the building of the warehouse. Yeah. And he's got COG assistants, and they are defeating the shit out of COGs. Yeah. Sprocket's talking shit about how, like, as soon as this is done, my dad's going to give me Detroit. So you better watch out. I got Detroit. Sprocket. That's Motor City. 
Sprocket apparently. Oof. Come on, man. It's Motor City. That's perfect for Sprocket. <laughs> They're going to kill all the humans. Okay. He's well, just going to put get, cogs in there. They get it going again, sure. He, he gets all those factories and all of those streets with no lights. Sure, sure. Okay. In that sense, yeah. Billy's uh, putting uh, together human a list Detroit. Okay, you're, you're sweetening the deal. <laughs> in the command center, Billy has a toy. Yeah, he's putting together this weapon, but he's using the toys that we will receive here in America to make the weapon. Yeah, it's like a Zeo Blaster. It's the with, little one that I with, had as a the, nine-year-old. The little one with some bullshit on it. And when he finishes it, Sestro, now knowing this new human what this human display of or this this um human form of affection yeah or camaraderie fucking like clatters his hand into the back of billy so hard it pops the contacts out of his eyes and he's like my fucking contacts he drops to his knees you know this isn't fucking good goddamn alpha comes up i'll help you billy fucking just clomping around in 1996, contacts were just glasses yep, sitting on your eyes. Still, they were, were they still glasses in this point? I think they were like a hard plastic at this point. They mm. weren't the throwaway yeah, yeah. shits that we use today. Yeah, because that blew my mind when I found, found that like the original contacts were just glass. Yeah, glass that just sat on your eye. How did you pull them out? Why would you, like, is that all just to, man, society's fucked in its beauty standards. That you would risk putting fucking glass in your eye, just like just a little glass fucking cover in your eye that, you know, maybe you, maybe you get accidentally whacked or something, and it breaks, and it goes into your fucking eye. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy to think about. But yeah, he loses him, and when Alpha stomps up, saying, "I'll help you, Billy," you hear the crunch. He steps on him. Billy's like, "Well, this is fucked." I don't, ha- he's, so I can't see without these, and we see Billy's vision, which is basically my vision, uh, without my glasses, and you know, like Alpha's just a blurry mess in front of him. Yeah. Ultimately, this leads to nothing, though. So, this is where the Red Ranger does some crazy shit, and he summons the sword, and then just runs, he runs him through. Yeah, he does this kind of... He does a slash across he his does, chest, yeah, and then he hops up in the air and he runs the sword through the shimmer. He he does the, he, but he does like a, it's a dive kick, equivalent of a stabbing, like a Marvel vs. Capcom dive kick. Yeah, but you stab in someone with a sword instead. Yeah, he does this crazy thing where he shoots a laser out of it first and then yeah. jumps in the air, yeah. and just jumps at him <laughs> and runs him through and then stands there and pushes it forward. Yeah. Uh, at this point, they put together the Zeo Blaster like mega form. As he's doing it, we we got this dialogue. Just in case we can't pay attention for long enough, we have Tommy saying, "Man, I really wish that gun was finished." And then we get the incredible shot of a suit just getting thrown off a building, <laughs> and it, it's always the most fun. Uh, he stands up. Now I'm mad. They all attack with the weapons, and then they are able to put their weapons together and create the blaster that Billy wanted. And they shoot the hydro contaminator. Billy states, this will work here, but it needs modifications on Aquatar. Yeah. 
Oh, Billy just had an old pair of glasses hanging around in the command center. Oh, yeah, he found a pair of glasses. Said, "Good thing my old glasses were still here, even though it's a brand new power chamber." I guess the contacts were a point of tension or something like that. But you only have five minutes to work with, so it was just like. But you know, little kid brains, little kid time. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. How's Billy going to help him when he can't see? You know. And you know, Billy was getting too handsome. Saban felt like he had to bring him down a notch. <laughs> yeah. Having shoulders that go on for two weeks past today. Yeah. Just being able to flex on your money boy Tommy. Yeah. And your your kind of <laughs> money boy Adam. Yeah. Uh, just making just emasculating them. Just, yeah. Just just looking like he looks. They made him graduate high school. Now he's the smartest. He's the biggest. He's the strongest. Yeah, he's not a Power Ranger, but the Power Rangers couldn't do shit without him. Yeah. And uh, his his tra- his traps are like ridiculous. They do they they look like the emergency like like sand bunkers that trucks have to run into on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> like they're fucking massive. Like it, like Billy Billy's insanely studly. Insanely. The equation states that uh, he will not be able to make the modifications himself because he's not as smart as Billy. And Billy goes, I know. That's why I'm coming to Aquatar. They're like, we can't ask that of you. And he goes, look, when time got turned back and you guys came here and saved time for this planet, yeah. I think I can move to your planet for a few months and work on your work." Yeah, on your he's gun. like, you guys, you know, the whole reason Zero Ranger even exists right now is because of you guys. You know, it's... So Billy, being a, a being a fucking hero, yeah. And he he's getting to the ship. Yeah, they blow. Yeah, they blow up the monster. The the machine empire has a little bit of bickering amongst themselves. Should never let that alien do their job. Yeah, because um, now the Rangers have a new weapon. So here's the symbolism we were talking about before, and then we guess it's really Billy gets on the sh- Billy goes to get on the ship. He got his parents' permission. Don't worry. Uh, Sestro comes up to the ship, does does some equation shit with his hands, yeah. which just results in this flimsy panel opening up and like flopping. Yeah, <laughs> and then he, like two sweets the two sweets the panel. It slides open the door, the hatch to the the pod. Um, he steps in, hits his fucking head on the way in that they didn't bother to reshoot, which yeah. is pretty funny. Billy gets onto the ship, drops his Still chemistry book. Same chemistry book from the beginning. So is this trying to symbolize a new step in life? Is it supposed to like symbolize a chapter, a page being turned or something? That I, something's different for some, him? Yeah, because he, he, he's now like he's forced to graduate. He graduated high, graduated high school this afternoon. Forced to graduate high school. Went to his dad's house. Yeah. Said, Daddy, Daddy. Uh, Angel Grove High School kicked me out said, I'm too smart. Yeah, I can't go to college this year. And his dad's already super intimidated by him. Yeah, and his dad's just a terrible alcoholic. Yeah, and <laughs> he's uh, like, "Yeah, you took apart the toaster and turned it into an oven." I understand. Yeah, uh, he's like, "Daddy, an alien came." You made and a said, flying car when you were fifteen. Yeah. An alien came and said, "I can go to his house with him." Can I go? And he's like, "Yeah, fucking go!" Like, yeah. I can't stop you. You'll create a prison in my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he steps onto the ship and he drops the same book. I guess there's some symbolism going on here. Seems a little weird, but anyway, like I thought maybe it was supposed to be like, oh no, how's Billy gonna? Sol-? He has that book memorized from fucking front to back. You know, Billy doesn't need a fucking chemistry book. Maybe, maybe it's like a security blanket kind of thing for him. He just he likes to read. Likes that book. That's one of his favorite books. He drops it in the sand. We get some real 
as you said, this means something. We get some real Aqua Teen Hunger Force effects <laughs> yeah. with this pod leaving the beach. It's the pretty, ship taken off. It's pretty fucking funny. It burns the shit out of all of the ground around it. So Yeah, so we so, were like, the book's gone, right? Yeah, the book's gotta be burned. The rangers show up. Try to get to Billy in time to say goodbye once they hear that he's going. He's already gone. <laughs> the most... Um, the boy the who can't read, Rocky, <laughs> picks up the book, and he says, Chemistry. Chems try. Chemist. Chemist. Tommy. Chemist. Chemist try? Can we try Chemist? And he goes, can we go to a restaurant and try Chemist? <laughs> like, do you mean hummus? And he goes, no, Chemist. Adam's just rubbing him on the back. Yeah. <laughs> and they look trying, up, buddy. and they see the ship pass into the portal, and the episode ends. And the Rangers lost Billy. Without the ability to say goodbye. Yeah. They lost the most important member of their team. <laughs> they lost their leader. Yes, I know there's a Red Ranger, but they lost their leader. <laughs> That's You said what you said. So, we'll talk about the next episode in just one second. A Few Bad Seeds, which aired May 6, 1996, written by Richard Goodman, directed by Vicky Brownow, starts in the... Angel Grove Junior Botanical Society Greenhouse where Skull is trying to grow a, a flower but it's dying and it's wilting and on the other side of the greenhouse we see Rocky has created the little shop of horrors Audrey too. Yeah, Rocky and Adam are looking at this uh, this big pot with this uh, weird looking plant coming out of it that has apparently grown exponentially over a few hours or a few days, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they remark that it's like, it's basically, uh, they remark that it's like, a, it's already like a foot tall. Rocky has no idea what he did. Yeah. He says, this I is just, a hybrid. I just put a bunch of seeds in there. He grabbed a couple of bags of seeds from the lab. Yep. And he made this. Adam has the best fucking expression or that kind of, he, he does the Jim Halpert kind of like, mm. And this is what yeah, this is what you do. And he goes, Yeah, but it's really cool. It eats metal and he gives he feeds it a paper clip. <laughs> Adam Adam is <laughs> Adam's face He's reads horrified. Yeah, reads of what you what you should. You know, like he uh, understandably reads of terror or like con- confusion <laughs> while Rocky's is this this ultimate glee that he made he made a friend. Yeah, and then It's, it's, by the way, it's, it's, Adam says, "I think you crossed with a goat, man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, that shot's really good. By the way, it's like a, it's like a fucking POV from the plant's point of view. Yeah, PPOV. Skull is Skull is uh, mourning the death of his plant. And he's like, "Man, I wish I could figure out what I did." And Adam goes. Why don't you uh, cut a little bit off, bring Sample to Alpha, and he can tell you what it is. Yeah, At, it, Rocky is just basically like gnawing on his thumb, looking off into space as Adam says that. And when Adam finishes, his eyes go wide, he grabs the scissors, he cuts off a petal. It makes the plant, like, scream in pain. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> He's like, I'll take it to Alpha. He'll tell me what it is. And Adam. Good brother goes, that's a great idea, man. He rubs a, his back. Not a lick of, like, condes- condescension or anything, like... Condescension, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Not a lick, not a lick of condescension. Not, not like, not like looking at him like you dumb fuck. Nothing like that. Just like, no, that's what I said. Yeah, he's just like, that's a good idea, brother. Let's go. Adam's a good friend. 
Bulk and Skull, they're like, what did that fucking kid do? And they go up to the plant, and, and it, it eats attacked. the badge. It eats Bulk's junior police badge. Bites half of it off. Yeah. And then it tries to go for more metal bits on him. And well, they it grows tentacles, yeah. and it tries to like choke the boys because it wants all the metal in their yeah. body. Bulk rips off like the one of the tentacles to free themselves, and they walk away from it. The tentacle's still writhing, and he pulls a bud off it. Yeah. Throws a tentacle to the ground. We don't get an explanation for that tentacle, but, you know, going by what happens in this episode, that tentacle should be a fucking problem. But he plants... So at this point, we're... Freddie and I don't know what's going on. We're yeah. sitting here going, what monster is this? Yeah. We, we had... We definitely didn't see this one yet. Turns out we did. <laughs> it's so. the swerve of the machine empire being all machines. You know yeah. what I mean? So we don't really think of them... As their theme. Yeah, we don't think of him as their theme or as an organic monster. But he plants the bud and then he waters it. And it's like, oh, now we're going to win. Or we're going to get an A or whatever the fuck it is. In this, I I get, yeah, right? It's a, it's a, it's, it's a final exam or some shit. No, no, no. What is it? It's just the botanals. Botanals. Botany Society. (laughs) The annual botanals. It's the Botanical Society. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Stone shows up and goes, you can't sully the name Bolkmeyer and Skullovich because I'm a founder of the Botanical Society. Learn. So I'm going to teach you how to plant. Get a little character tidbit from Stone. Yeah. Likes to plant. Uh, outside, after Stone takes Bulk and Skull out, Adam and Rocky, so they're getting back from Alpha when Sprocket shows up and he goes, hey, Power Peasants over here. And they start a little cog battle, but the cogs are there to steal his plant. And basically to steal Skull's plant now, mm-hmm. too, because he stole a bud. Yeah, there's a good line where Rocky where um, Rocky says, how dumb do you think we look? And Sprocket says to him, he's like, do you really want me to answer that? And then, blue boy. They just morph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rocky got nothing for that, so let's morph. He's like... Yeah, don't, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they see some cogs running off with their plants, and they decide to start the battle. Yeah. Uh, they create this portal in this, like, shelf of plants. Yeah, they're there's starting to go one through. cartoons his way between some trees with one of the plants. Yeah. And the other, car- like, there's a fucking wild, wild-ass uh, front flip ch- chop from one of these cogs. He flips wild, like uh, like someone, like he was vaulted off something. <laughs> and he karate chops this whole, like this, this whole shelf filled with potted plants. Which creates a portal that Car- they run through, and then Adam starts a tug-of-war with one of the vines of Rocky's plant. But then they, too many, too many on the other side, they win the tug-of-war, they pull the plant through, and they're gone. Both yeah. plants have been asconded with. Stone is showing the boys that they are going to need some incredible fertilizer for this plan. So some he gets top them shelf, literally. Some top shelf. They call it black gold. <laughs> and uh, Stone loves dirt. He's sniffing it. Yeah. It's quite fascinating. He loves the smell of shit. Yeah. And uh, they make Skull climb up this ladder to get this black this gold. This is real cool. I mean, yeah, I like this. This little little bit here, because when they obviously it's a ladder, it's Bulk and Skull, 
and there's a bucket of shit. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? It, it's going to end up on Lieutenant Stone. Yeah, they climb up. They grab that bucket of dog shit, horse shit. Whatever. Cow shit. Who knows? High octane black gold. So yeah. it's probably some of the cars that Zordon's yeah, I making. I wonder what, I want, like, not around anymore, but I wonder what, what Tengu's made. Oh. Probably, that's probably some potent, potent fucking fertilizer there. Anyway, they fall off the ladder. Bucket goes all over stone. Yeah. Uh, skull lands on a nearby, like, just a, uh, like, sack of soil. And Bulk sweetly runs up the skull and, like, cradles his head. He's like, you okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> as stone just got clattered with the, the big tin bucket. And stone gets a message that, Cogs have invaded and stolen a bunch of plants out of the greenhouse. Yeah. It's, uh, I like anything that illustrates the, the sweet friendship between Bulk and Skull. <laughs> he was really concerned for his friend there who just fell off the ladder. Yes. Good stuff. Mondo machines up the plant boys and he gives them more power by putting his staff in their throats. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, and at least Pollinator takes after his dad because he real dumb sounding. Yeah. One of them sounds like Rocky Balboa and the other one sounds like Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And the Rangers go get well, to I the power chamber. I guess one sounds like Stallone, one sounds like Schwarzenegger. The characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So one sounds like Stallone and the other one sounds like Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Back, Good joke. Yeah. Back at the power chamber, the Rangers show up and they get the results on the plant. On how it's a monster plant that just grows out of control and gets more powerful until one day it'll be invincible. Yeah, yeah. He's saying not only is it growing in size, but growing in in power with each day. So uh, this needs to be nixed immediately. So the Rangers morph to go fight this plant. They, f- but now- Mondo get they show up at a junkyard where the two monsters are. In O-Ranger, this was the second battle. Yeah. They they have learned a lot. You can tell they have learned a lot now being in Zeo because they have... Um, I, f- I feel they've done an incredible job of making the footage work for them, even if their story... Well, like, with, with this episode specifically, they had to do it like this because... because there's a lot of Japanese boy. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of Japanese boy and... One of the monsters, the Schwarzenegger one, he ends up being, like, when Mondo gave them more power to the neck, yeah. that was, they went there and they were being scolded. They, and, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying, look, you need to go down there and kill them or I'm going to murder your brother. Yeah, like, they're really making the footage work for them. Yeah, they they they're, they're getting very, they've gotten very creative with it and, and, and like, even someone who has knowledge of, like, or has seen the O-Ranger version of this, like, it's hard for me to, like, nitpick it. Because cause it just, because they do such a good job of, ma- of utilizing this footage for the story they're telling. Anyway, this fight in the junkyard is as sick as O-Ranger, except you don't see two Japanese boys uh, hiding, the two brothers, since obviously as a plot point they can't use. But we get a sick kind of, like, Rita of... Of um, fight, like yeah. an instrumental of it, that's really awesome. Yeah, with a really good guitar solo. Yeah, and the Rangers are able to kind of get the best of these plant men, and they take off and go back to Mondo. And Mondo basically takes one of them, and goes, 
and now he does the like you need to choose between killing the rangers or killing your brother so go down there and face them and he goes it's not brother it's cousins at this time because i'm sure they didn't want it to be as vicious yeah so the pollinator pollinator i think stallone yeah which is weird because Schwarzenegger, the other one says it's Schwarzenegger and Terminator, so. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he gets sent down, and now we, uh, he he fights. Um, Rocky alone. Rocky one-on-one. And this is another, this is a seamless blending. It almost looks like they found a spot, like, in California that looks exactly like where they sh- the, the scene was shot in Japan. Cause like it's 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 got that high curb and everything. It is where before he would have um, defended the two boys. Yeah. But instead, like instead of like he has these like plants on his shoulders, and when they bloom, there's these like these real vicious looking buds inside. Yeah. And like with needles in the in O Ranger, he fires these and he shoots one of the boys with it. And they are able to eat anything metal, and then it becomes part of them. Instead, what happens here is that Rocky just gets sprayed down with pollen. Yeah. And then he has to get transported back to the command center. The Skull and Bulk are trying to lure their plant out, so they're leaving a trail of metal to their motorcycles with a sign on it that says, Free Lunch with a gigantic cartoon bottle of ketchup, because they, they're thinking that they can Hansel and Gretel their, their plant back. Essentially. They're like, well, plants don't like ketchup, Skull. And he goes, yeah, but most plants also don't like a bunch of metal and a motorcycle, right? He's like, ah, but, yep, fair <laughs> enough. Here, leave the ketchup. They garnish it, and then they decide that they need to hide. This is, uh, this is some cartoony shit, and I love it. They pull off their helmets, put them in a bush, shake it around, and now they've got camouflage helmets. Yeah, they pull them back with the whole fucking, like... With, like, leaves and branches all stuck to it. Perfect. Yeah. They jump inside a bush and just pick it up and, and cartoon around with it. Yeah, these boys are Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny at this point. Yeah. I so, think that's the only thing prohibiting you from doing cartoon shit. You just got to believe your cartoon. Yeah. Try things. Yeah, if Paint you see a it, tunnel on the wall. Run into it. You should be able to go through it, but whoever's following you ain't thinking like a cartoon, so they ain't going to smack into it. Yeah, definitely. It'll be a brick wall and a bunch of broken teeth for them. Yeah. Uh, they go back to the power chamber where Rocky is now a plant man. Oh, my God. And so, he, yeah, he's kind of green. He's kind of green. He's got some plants growing out of his ears, and he is sexually abusive to Catherine. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, God. <laughs> it's, it doesn't age well. He says to Catherine, as she's, like, trying to, like, man, I hope we can fix Rocky. Like, she's facing Zordon, and he's just looking at her. He's like, you got nice leaves. And she turns around. She goes, excuse me? Nice leaves? He goes, yeah, man. Your branches ain't bad either. She turns back around to Zordon with this kind of, like, I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> look. Says, I hope we can fix him soon. Yeah. Oof. I, what, he, what would that even mean back then? The same shit it means now, which is, I like your tits. I See, like. <laughs> I was taking leaves like as hair. Uh, I was taking leaves as hair. That's what I was initially, but then he said, like, your branches. That's her hands. That's her arms. I don't know what Rocky's into. I don't know Rocky's what his Rocky's a hair and arm guy. Yeah. Ro- okay. All right, let's make it wholesome. Rocky's really into hair and arms. Yeah. 
like he likes a girl with nice hair. He likes a girl with toned arms. Yeah. Catherine got both. That's all he's trying to say. And he's a little uninhibited right now because his brain is partially plant. Yeah, and he puts his hands and on known. Adam and Tommy, and he goes, I know you guys. You're the Chowder Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> and plants are are famously promiscuous. They just come in the air. They that's do. All, that's all plants do. Did you see the happening? It was just all, it's all tree cum that made you lose lose yourself in the moment. <laughs> just like Eminem. <laughs> just like Eminem. You go... <laughs> you, you, you fucking Eminem yourself. You jump into a lion exhibit. Mom's spaghetti everywhere. Yeah, you let them lions chew on you because fuck it. You, you only get one shot. You, know, you th- throw yourself down in front of a fucking lawnmower, an industrial lawnmower. Mark, Mark Wahlberg comes up to you and goes, Hey, is it okay if I pee here? Yeah. Do you think the happening is an alternate universe where Rocky became a tree and he became a sentient tree and he mobilized the trees against people? Maybe. Very well. Something to think about. Can call Shamalala? Something to think about. Shamala. Calling M. Knight. Yeah. What's your favorite M. Knight? I like the village a lot. Good good on you, man, because I love the village. Mine, like, probably gets a little guff. No, it definitely gets a little guff, but I can't help it. It's just incredibly charming to me. Even though it's the movie where he's most up his ass. Is it? The lady elevator in the elevator one. Lady in the water. Oh. Elevator. He just produ- he had like a produ- produ- uh, producer role on it, I believe. I don't think that he directed it. I think it was like an M Night Presents hmm. deal, but he definitely had a hand in it. And the elevator one kind of like uh, kind of goes out weak. It's got a great concept. Goes From out weak. the trailer, I knew that the old lady was the devil. Right. If you didn't know that, we're sorry. If you didn't know that, like <laughs> it's we're o- so so. Fucking sorry for spoiling Devil for you. I'm so sorry for spoiling that 12-year-old movie for you. You remember the part with the jam? No. Where where he's like, (laughs) the devil's around. This is going to fall face up. Because, you know, put jam on a bread, it always falls face down. Devil around. Other way, baby. You remember that part? That's a real fucking part in the movie. No, I don't. Where the security guard... Like, okay, there's a Hispanic... Like... There's a, a religious Hispanic man <laughs> watching the video feed of these people trapped in the elevator. And, like, they put this part in a trailer because uh, uh, I don't know why. They thought this was, like, the big getcha. But he's explaining. He has, like, a, he has bread with, like, jelly and jam on it. And he's like, if I let this go, it's going to fall onto the jelly side, right? I couldn't even tell you his explanation for it, but just just so you know, if you peanut butter up something, and you drop you peanut butter up some bread and you drop it and it doesn't land on the peanut butter side, the devil around, because the devil's about the five second rule. <laughs> like, like he's all about temptation. He's all you wouldn't eat that if it fell face down, but uh, it fell on its back. It's still good. It's still good. Go ahead, eat it up. I'm the devil. I'm your friend. That's in the fucking movie. It's in the movie. It's like, and that part is in the trailer. Because like, they're just like, this will do it. There's some bits in there that I like a lot. There's some ideas I like. Like like most of the, the uh, we just said it's not an M. Night film. I don't think it's an M. Night film. But like a lot of M. Night films, there's a lot of ideas I like. But he gets a little too... What was the name of the one with the aliens? Signs. Uh, <laughs> it's like second most famous one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know The Village and I know The Sixth Sense. 
My favorite, my just just for record, my favorite is Lady in Water, Village, and then um, actually Village or Split. It's a tie for second place. I need to watch Split. Split's fucking amazing. Was uh, M Night also uh, Unbreakable? Yeah. Did he make that? that? Unbreakable is one of his early films. The yeah. Unbreakable Saga. I still haven't like seen Glass, but I've heard its ending isn't great. But Split is enough for me to want to watch. Uh, and and that was also, I guess, we're spoiling some more. Well, if you don't know, you don't know. Whatever. We all know now since Glass came out. But, like, Split, I got to see that on, like, HBO Now or something like that with no idea that it, the ending was going to tie it into Unbreakable. Yeah. I didn't know it was part of that universe. So that was a genuine pop for me. But Split is fucking fantastic. That's a great movie. Um, what's uh, McAvoy, right? Yeah. Ooh. Savior. Ooh. Wow. He he jumped up big time on my list of favorite actors. He's incredible in that film. But yeah, Split. Well, you like Bronson, and Split kind of has a Bronson <laughs> well, thing yeah. to it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you put a you you put a built bald man in front of me. I don't know. <laughs> um that scene from the birthday party has made me jump more times than I'm willing to admit. That like that's a common thread, or, that, or that's a that's a common thing for people to say is that that fucking alien walking out from the the shrubbery is a that's a genuine like chiller, you know, like a lot of I I remember that fucked with me too. That's a scary fucking scene. Yeah, like because you're not expecting it, and then it just he walks past and you go, oh shit. There's people that watch it now for the first time and shit all over it because the effects haven't held up. I get that. Fuck off. You got but you in the play in the in like. In the place and time, watching it, you know, and there hasn't been any anything quite like that in the movie yet. And when it happens, it's super jarring. Yeah, it's scary as shit. So, yeah, it may to someone that's never seen it before and is not like really invested in it. The effect hasn't aged well. I get that, whatever. But still, a, still a good scene in my opinion. Yep. So, back to Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Why were we talking about the M Night? Uh, oh, the happening because Rocky wants Rocky. to come all over Cat. Yeah, like in the happening that yeah. the trees do to everyone to make you kill yourself. Yes, got it. So, uh, Stallone is sent back down. The alarm goes off, and now we get the final battle from the episode with these guys. Yeah, we and get the four Rangers since Rocky is. A plant. Yeah, Rocky's a plant, and in the Japanese one, he was fighting some boys. Tommy's sword gets knocked away from him. Uh, Alpha and Zordon don't know how to release Rocky, and Rocky says, pure oxygen. And he goes, oh, yep, you know what? Plants do survive completely on carbon dioxide, so yeah, let's flood it with pure oxygen and kill the plant cells. So they put them in a, like a, in a box. Similar to the box that the O-Rangers are in when they're infected with rust. So, so some, uh, whoa, technology. Yeah. <laughs> put them in a box, and they fucking melt his face off. They melt his plantness off. Oh, and it's fucking terrifying. It's real scary. It's really creepy. Like, it's just a, it's a, it's a very dated effect, but it looks hor- horrendous. Like, but it, it works. He is now regular Rocky, and he joins the fight. Yeah, he comes in, does a lot of his battle stuff. We lose the, when we see the sword get knocked away, 
it's for this big blue ranger and two little boys stabbing a monster moment, but we lose that in this. And now the rangers lock on their power pods onto their <laughs> guns and they infuse their guns with pure oxygen and shoot this this monster in the chest and it is him dying and he yells, I could have been a contender. Yeah. Uh, back at the greenhouse, Rocky needs to start his project over again. He says, I got the perfect plants, basil and rosemary. And well, what happens if you mix them together? He goes, only thing I can screw up is an Italian dinner. Uh, they turn around and they see Bulk and Skull still in their bush costume. They like lift back and they're like, dweebs, get out of here. We're waiting on the month. We're trying to get our plant back. Okay, whatever, man. Someone's coming. They get down. A man mowing the lawn comes by. They break out of their machine, and they attack the lawnmower. This guy's like, hey, man, there's still a few more lawns to mow. If you fucking want it, take it. I'm out. I don't get paid enough to do this. Yep. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah. That was a fun block. It was a fun block. It was a lot. Of, we laughed a lot of this. Um, the fights were great. Uh, O-Rangers fights are great. Like, if if there's uh, one of the highlights of O-Rangers so far, it's just been the, the choreography on the fights. It ain't the character development, that's ain't for sure. Not yet, baby. Hopefully it gets there. But uh, we, we, find, we find our yums. Yeah. But all in all, good block. Zio is providing a lot of the flavor of PP this season. <laughs> yeah. Not the asparagus we'd be eating. <laughs> but no. I, th- I think that's it. Moisturizing, eating a lot of pineapple. Yeah. Just Well, that's what Rocky's trying to do when he's trying to tree come on Catherine. Fucking tree come on Catherine. Mm. Mm. No. This was a fun block besides the uh sexual harassment. <laughs> besides yeah, yeah. <laughs> this no, it was a good block. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, some, some stuff that got genuine laughs out of me, uh, good fucking fights, great music, uh, Zio has been incredible on the music. That, that fight in the first episode of The Block was incredible, the yeah. sword fight. Oh, man. Yeah, it was all good shit there. Uh, they, it just feels like a, a better production. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. It just feels like a better production, and, and it's all coming together for them on Zio. They made a lot of money over the year of season three, where it looks like they didn't put much money into the show. So, I mean, (laughs) yeah, see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Uh, I think that's it. I think we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them. So, go get you some. If you were at Japan World Heroes, uh... It was an awesome show. Scott and Lauren, you did an incredible job. Uh, We stayed for a few hours, bought some merch. We talked to some future guests for the Mm -hmm. show, Mm -hmm. including uh, Stephen Sean Ford, who played uh, Kamen Rider Dragon Knight, who he'll be on the show shortly. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're going to find a time to work in some some Dragon Knight in our schedule. Yeah. And then... uh, We may be uh, revisiting some stuff elsewhere. Some of those interviews. Thank you to Scott and Lauren at Japan World Heroes for letting us come out and do our press thing and drop a big stack of cards. Yeah, for people to take and find our show. 
So yeah. if you found our show from Japan, World Heroes, sorry. Love you. <laughs> and love you. <laughs> um, this is like four weeks after Japan, World Heroes. Probably going to cut this part out and put it in the That would make Monday's sense. Episode. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Good thinking. So let's do, let's finish up the show and then do a couple minutes on Japan, World Heroes. Thank you to Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. If you want to go get yourself a digital download of that, you can head over to rainer.bandcamp.com and uh, give them some money. That's it. Just give them some money. For nothing. For nothing. <laughs> give them money for nothing. I don't want you to get merch today. Just give them money. That's it. Uh, <laughs> we are on patreon.com slash power playthrough where you can get 30 episodes of VR Troopers and however many episodes of Beetleborgs are out because it's going you, on we bring you three episodes a month over there for as little as five dollars a month so check it out that's a lot of content it is it's a lot of content for very little money if you want to spend a lot of money you can give us $15,000 a month, and we'll take you to Disneyland. You want to give us $15,000 three months in a row, we'll take you to Disneyland three times, or Disneyland once, Six Flags once, and then we'll go to Knott's. Yeah. Or we'll come to you. We'll go to Flowrider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to do it every month, we will do a monthly trip to the theme park of I your will choice. Just, that, I will just book it into my life. That's yeah. just it's routine. For 15000 a month, we will go to the theme park of your choice with you anywhere in the continental United States. Okay? That's it. Follow us on social second, media. It's the second week in the month. Oh, got to go hang out with my favorite person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to go hang out with Daddy. That's yeah. what we'll call you, Daddy. Yeah. Or Mama. Whatever you want to be called. Whatever you prefer. We'll say it. Yeah. We can be bought. You want to be called king. Yeah. If you want, before you go to the bathroom, us to stand outside of the bathroom doors and take a knee, we'll do that. Yeah. You want to be called war chief? We can call you war chief. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. All right. (laughs) So, thank you so much. Follow us on social media, at Power Playthrough, on Instagram, P Playthrough, on Twitter and Facebook. We're doing giveaways on Twitter pretty regularly, so you might want to head over there. Thank you so much for listening, and may the power protect you. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash powerplaythrough where you can get 30 episodes of Beetleborgs. You can get however many episodes. You can get 30 episodes of VR Troopers, however many episodes of v- VR. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck them. Fuck them. Right fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs>